The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. And right now I want to turn to the phones and speak with Jim. Jim? Yes? Yes, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Okay. Um, I'm a little nervous, so. You're nervous, that's okay. I was <laughs> nervous first time I went on the air, too. Uh, right. Tell me, um, what's your question? Well, I um, actually, it's I, got, I have a chance of getting a really important job, it's a federal job, and I have a chance of going in two cities, and one of them is Boston and one is uh, in Washington, D.C. And the problem I'm having is making a choice. Is, uh, is I have a good friend. He's my best friend. He's you know been like a brother to me, and his family has been very close to me because my family is kind of scattered. And I don't think he wants to see me go uh, to you know either place. He wants me to stay local. And I'm trying to convince him. Look, I'm not going to be that far away, and, and still keep in touch. And I'm trying to figure out how to sort that out or deal with it the best way I can. Okay, he's not a friend. He's not. He's a friend, not a partner. No, no, no. He's my best friend. He's, oh, no, I'm, I'm heterosexual. Okay, I'm just checking that out. Um, okay, uh, with this, it, there are always trade-offs in life, and what you want is the cleanest honesty with yourself. If you love this job opportunity, then the worst thing your friend could do, in which case he would not mm. be a good friend, is to try to prevent you from pursuing your dreams. Right. With email, with cheap transportation, he can come visit. You can have daily contact. But to prevent you from ex- excelling because of right. the friendship, it will destroy the friendship. It destroys many women of the 50s. If you've had, if your parents grew up in the 50s with the traditional relationship and the woman's sacrifice for the sake of the family, mm. well, now I work with a lot of embittered women who feel like they gave up everything for the family and what? The family's getting on with their lives and doing what they enjoy, but the friendship is destroyed. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, because I, I want to go on and I, I want to do things and take more risks. I'm 35 years old, and I, I feel though this is something I should have done probably, you know, I've, back in my 20s. I'm wondering if it's too late to, where I'm 35, you know. It, never too late. I went no. back to school late. I was out of school for 10 years becoming that housewife I'm referring to, doing right. needlepoint, crocheting, cooking, and I loved it maybe for the first year, and then it became mundane boring. I mean, you can only find full socks and, and towels so many times and put dirty dishes in the dishwasher. It's not a life. So if you have a career move that you're excited about. that Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds. That's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. So if you have a career move that you're excited about, that's the key. If you're not excited, search for another one. But oh, I am. If I... you're excited about this, if you're just starting to launch your career, oh, take it to the hilt and help educate your friend that the best gift he can give you is his loving support mm. and keeping connection. Right. 
Yeah, this, see, actually, this last few years, I've been helping my mother out because she was sick, and she got back on her feet again, and she's engaged to be married. Yeah. So now I just, that was part of the problem, too, is that I was moving out for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to be comfortable in, in being my own person again, which I haven't been for a little bit, you know, trying to get back into that realm has been kind of tough. So I've been slowly getting into that transition. I'm on my own now. I'm living in a motel just to, just to think about things and to relax and then put everything into perspective, basically. So. What was the hardest thing for you in moving out on your own? Uh, let's see, the hardest thing is that uh, I wouldn't know how to you know, take care of myself. Not that I wouldn't know how, but just the transition of going back into myself. Because as you get older, you get set in your ways, and that's one of the things I was worried about was it might be kind of tough for me. So. And what was the most exciting part of it? Uh, the most exciting is that I was starting to do, make my own decisions again. I was Not that I wasn't before, but I'm not under somebody else's roof. I'm actually starting to, to grow again, and that's what I want to do. I want to grow and, and move on and do a lot of things in my life. And I, I, It's just a little bit funny because it's, I haven't done it in quite a while, but uh, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable as I go on each day as I, as I progress. So. And that within you that wants to grow, that is something you never want to give up. It's not something you trade. It's non-negotiable. Again, when I've worked with housewives who have been set free or set themselves th- free through a divorce you right. know, after being embittered, they love coming in and saying, you know what, I chose the paint in the kitchen. I was able to get a plumber. I decided to move into this location. I don't have to answer to anyone. I love making my own choices and living by my own mind. They love it. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a partner, but that's, that's looking for a soulmate relationship, which is a different right. question. But the big, big issue is career, because that's, what, that's where we derive our identity from. Right, that's true. So, getting on my car, I got a B in my car. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for your call. And well, what type of you. a job is it? Are you comfortable saying, or you prefer uh, not a, to? Well, it's a federal job. It's uh, actually I better not say it. It's okay, that's fine. It's, that's fine. But it's not a bad job. It's kind of a, a security job, and I. It's very. Okay, don't tell me that enough said. <laughs> okay, and notice but, uh, your confidence there too, to be able <laughs> oh, to not say it when you were put under pressure. So good for you. That's your independence. Grow it and enjoy it. Uh, thank you, well, Jim. Okay, thank you. Right. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. And Jim, if you want to call me sometime and let me know how things are going on the news. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. You're a good mom. I'm the best. No, I'm pretty sure the best moms let their daughters drive. And yet? Oh, come on. Look, let's not have this conversation. But I took the class. You spend enough time not knowing where you are. I don't want to add to that the possibility that you're on the highway. I just don't want you driving, okay? I want you here. Okay, do you have an overprotective mom? I, I work with some people who are in their 40s and 50s, and their moms are still overprotective, and it's suffocating. They feel trapped. They want to live. They want to enjoy their lives. They want to take risks. Even if they fall flat on their face occasionally, at least they can pick themselves up and enjoy the world and have an adventurous spirit. But if you have an overprotective mom who doesn't have cause to be overprotective, I know this mom says that, um, this is from Buffy, that you know it's hard enough keeping track of where you are, um, of course, it's Buffy, the vampire slayer. Um, it, it, it's uh, if she's a good kid, she should be able to drive. 
if this if she isn't driving while intoxicated or if she isn't uh, doing road races with with random people or you know cutting people off if you know in her driver's training then let her drive let her earn the experience drive with her uh, initially but explore your own reasons why you don't want your daughter to drive so if you're overbearing as a parent take another look think again you may be producing the exact opposite effects that you want. You may be producing a rebellious child who goes underground and doesn't communicate with you anymore. And why ruin that? I mean, you wanted to have children for some reason, and I hope it's a good reason. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. The ideal goal in evaluating a potential romantic partner is to discover a harmony between your emotional response and your rational appraisal. If there is any conflict between the two, it will feel like a red flag. Treat all red flags as a signal to clarify and resolve any confusion and doubts you may have before making decisions about something as important as marriage. If you consider your partner to be a fine person and yet feel nothing emotionally, this will not work romantically, nor will it work if you feel a strong emotional response, yet conclude consciously that the person is of low character or a poor match for you. You want a strong emotional bond that agrees fully with your rational judgment of the person. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.